Hey, Wonder Rob. Hey, Shaw. <laughs> hey, Wonder Rob, are you uh, ready to talk about uh, some Black Widow? Well, yeah, I was ready to talk about Black Widow two weeks ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, how about this? Are you ready to talk about Loki season one? Well, yeah, I was ready to talk about Loki season one two weeks ago. <laughs> how about this? Wonder Rob, are you ready to talk about Space Jam 2? I told you. To never bring up Space Jam, a new legacy. But, uh, but you, you just, you were just playing the game the other day. I told you never bring up Space Jam, a new legacy. Uh, okay. Um. Well. Uh, so you want to talk about Black Widow? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We move up Mars. DC's okay, our content rocks, geek news all day, we're gamers too, we play for fun, I'm Trekkie proud, phasers to stand, film and TV, our force is strong, geek so to speak, where you belong, geek so to speak, 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 geek so to speak. Welcome back, fellow geeks. Finally, for another episode of Geek So To Speak Podcast, your source for all things geek. I am your co-host, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, you know the deal, semi-live from Southern California. And on the line with me, my best friend in the whole wide world, the uh, the taskmaster to my Black Widow, except not trying to kill me, the Sylvie to my Loki, except not trying to kill me. Shaf, <laughs> how's it going, Shaf? <laughs> it's going really well. It's going really well. Although, did you... Com- Never mind. That's that's a spoiler. I don't want to get into that right away. Oh, we did I accidentally spoil something? You didn't, but I was about to. So we'll just we'll just uh, bypass it. We'll bypass it. I'll, I'll I'll maybe if I remember, I'll say later basically what you were equi- equivalenting me to. Unless you don't. That's the beauty of Geek So To Speak podcast. <laughs> we make empty promises, and then maybe we deliver on it. Maybe that's we right. don't. That's right. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, thanks for joining us again, fellow geeks. We are back from our summer break, and we appreciate you coming back. Because we know that you know that we are your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, TV shows, comic books, video games, trailers, geek news, everything in between. And this week is no different. And since we were gone for the last two weeks, we missed talking about Black Widow. We missed talking about Loki, the series finale, and the series in general. So we're going to play a little bit of catch-up this week. That's right. But 
If you have not subscribed already, do us a favor, hit subscribe on whatever platform it is you listen to us on. And if you're one of the lucky few who listen to us on Apple Podcasts, why don't you do us a solid? Open up your Apple Podcast app on your iPhone. Find Geek So To Speak Podcast. Just scroll down a little bit. You can rate us five stars. You can leave us a review because I promise you, my personal promise, I know I said earlier we make a lot of empty promises. That was then. This is now. I promise you there is something special waiting for you if you leave us a review. I don't care if it's a good review or a bad review. As long as you write a review, my 100% guarantee you're going to be hearing from us the following week if you catch my drift. Am I right, Shaw? Oh, you're so right. Yeah, what he said. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, I want to take a quick moment at the top of the podcast (laughs) before we get into all the good stuff, Shaw, is that we have a YouTube page. If you search Geek So To Speak Podcast on YouTube, you're going to find the Geek So To Speak YouTube page. Now, why is that important? Well, I'll tell you because Shaw... He's been abstinent from World of Warcraft for five years. He's been a <laughs> very chaste. Uh, World of Warcraft, very yeah, chaste. chaste. His World of Warcraft virginity grew back, and you know what he did? He repopped his cherry, and he's been getting back into World of Warcraft on YouTube. Also, we're playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. We've been playing Resident Evil Village. We've been playing The Last of Us. Wait, that's not true. Just the two of us. It takes two. <laughs> Three times a charm. <laughs> two, yeah, maybe we'll play The Last of Us. All right, I don't know. Uh, and several other games. And I most recently played, at least as of this recording, Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Game. And let me tell you, it was not good. But what was good was watching me Start very optimistic at the start of the the video and just slowly delve into madness and anger by the end. <laughs> I before we started recording this episode, Wonder Rob, I watched that. I watched yeah. I watched that particular YouTube episode, and I have to ask you a quick question. Hit me um, with it. So you, there's three playable characters in this video game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you get to play as Bugs Bunny, as Lola Bunny, and then who's the other character? Bugs Bunny. No, no, Bugs Bunny, Lola Bunny, and who's the other character? Oh, LeBaron. <laughs> okay, um, I, I have to ask this because I wasn't sure. Throughout the entire stream, you kept calling him LeBaron. Yeah. Is that just a thing you do, or do you not just, know that that's his name? Like, his name is LeBron, it, it, wait, right? You're telling me he's been LeBron <laughs> this whole time? <laughs> I'm just hold I, the phone. I wasn't Record sure. Scratch. Like, it, you were so consistent, and I was like, "Is he? He's just keeping this joke going, or does he? Does he literally think that his name is LeBaron James?" I, I cannot explain <laughs> why I do the things I do, Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you that I committed to the LeBaron thing the entire video. <laughs> you didn't just commit to that. You committed to calling Al G Rhythm Ali G. Which isn't Ali <laughs> G, G a character from Sasha Baron Cohen? Didn't he do? Yeah, Allie yeah, G? yeah. Okay. And and Lola Bunny in the menu is Lola B, so I kept calling her Lolab. <laughs> okay, I was a little and worried for you, but now I know that it was just. Did Rob have a stroke? A and he's yeah. just. I was like, I'm just, I, I want to check in with Rob, make sure you know, a little welfare check, make sure he's okay. Uh, but thank goodness. Okay, good, good, good. But anyway, folks, that's just a taste of it. 
Go to our YouTube page, Geek So To Speak Podcast on YouTube. Give us a subscribe. Watch some videos because we're putting out, at least for the time being, new videos every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yeah, as long like, as there are video games to play. Like the videos, comment on the videos, and then also make sure that you uh, click that button so you get notified when new content uh, comes in. That's, that's been the watching. triple threat right there. Yeah, Shaf's been watching other YouTubers. He he learned the things to say. I appreciate that, Shaf, because I forgot that. Anyway, so that's the last plug uh, for our YouTube page until I plug it again two or three more times in the show. Uh, if you're a returning listener, I got way off track. If you're a returning listener, thank you. If you're a new listener, thank you. Thank you to anybody who's taking the time out of the day to listen to this. We appreciate it. Okay, moving on. We have been on a hiatus for the last two weeks because one of us, not me, took a vacation. So it's time to play catch up. Shaf, tell us how have the last two weeks been? Ah, oh, well, thanks, Wonder Rob. Um, you know, the past two weeks, I have so much to share, but I am going to be like lightning round trying to get through it because I don't want to yeah. spend too much time on it because we have so much to talk about with the rest of the episode. So I'm going to be kind of... the sparks notes. Yeah, I'm going to give you... I, I actually made like a little bulleted list before the episode started so I could get a kind of an idea here. Um, so the we took a trip to the Pacific Northwest. Specifically, we stayed in Portland, Oregon. We also stayed in Vancouver, Washington. But we visited a lot of other cities uh, sort of surrounding area. We went to Seattle, Washington. We visited Pike Place Market up there um and we actually went to the first starbucks in existence so we oh, uh, no kidding yeah so we we waited in line for an hour <laughs> it, it was at least an hour it was probably longer than an hour but we were not keeping track uh, but we waited that long so we could go into the, the first starbucks ever and uh we both got like souvenir cups i got like one of those mugs it's you know like been there mugs um mm-hmm. We got uh, our, I got like a peppermint white mocha, soy, no whip. That's how I do. And it was the best Starbucks drink I have ever had in my life. Like they made it the best it could possibly have been made. So it's not just the first Starbucks, it's the best Starbucks. Oh man. Take that so, other Starbucks. Yeah. And I know, I know your wife, Wonder, Wonder Kim would be, oh. she would love to go visit that. Yeah. We're, we're not going to mention the, going <laughs> to the first Starbucks. I hate I hate waiting in line at Starbucks. I hate it with a passion. You know, know. this about me already. Yeah. <laughs> Yet I do it like almost every other day. Well, that's because you love your wife and that's a good thing. I know. So. What an idiot I am. What a stupid <laughs> idiot. Nobody, I should have put it in the vows, except going to Starbucks. <laughs> you got to do that yourself. <laughs> oh, um. So while we were in Seattle, in addition to the uh, first Starbucks, I went to uh, the very oldest comic book shop in America, Wonder Rob. This what? is the, the oldest comic book shop. It's called Golden Age Collectibles. Okay. And it's it's freaking rad. Like, um, they have tons of comic books to pick from, lots of, like, geek merch and, like, Funkos and... and um, really old comic books too. So it's being like a collectible shop. It's, it has a lot of like graded, graded comic books, um, that are, you know, in sleeves and stuff. Um, really old stuff, very mint condition, lots of really cool items. Um, I did not take, excuse me, I did not take hardly any pictures because I was just like enthralled with what I was seeing. Like it was just so cool. Um, I made sure to buy a few comic books, some graphic novels. Um, I'm not going to spend any time like going into them, but I will tell you what titles I picked up. I got, I got the green lantern intergalactic lawman. This is a Grant Morrison graphic novel. Um, it looked pretty interesting to me. So it's got the green lantern core. Um, the, the art really looked, 
uh, pretty rad. So I'm excited about that one. Um, after watching a few episodes of Amazon Prime's Invincible, I was convinced to get the first volume of Invincible from Robert Kirkman's uh, graphic novel series. So there's that. Uh, I also picked up, this one's called uh, Die, is the name of the uh, graphic graphic novel. Um, oh, wow. Volume one is called Fantasy Heartbreaker. I will read to you the back of this one because it's so interesting. It All says, right, in the 90s, six teenagers disappeared into a fantasy role-playing game. Only five returned. Nearly 30 years later, these broken adults are dragged back to discover the game isn't finished with them yet. Wouldn't that... This like that like intrigued me. I was like, okay, I have to pick this up. Okay, so it's not like die like dye your hair or die like you need to die. It's die like roll of the die. Exactly. Very good, All Wonder right. Rob. All right. Very All right. good. I like it. Okay. And then the Shoot, last. I might pick uh, that up. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, my arch nemesis Vactor, although he's not really my arch nemesis anymore. I should we should probably take him away from that. I don't yeah. know. I think that joke has run its course. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say, uh, our, our, my dear friend, uh, Vactor, Jedi Vactor, uh, he apparently knows about this one and he said it was a really good find. So, uh, so that's, uh, he's a, probably our, our comic book. We'll call aficionado. him our resident comics expert. Maybe I like we'll that. give him his own title. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that for now. I like that. Um, the other one I picked up was Snot Girl. <laughs> Oh, God. Snot Girl. This is a Brian Lee O'Malley graphic novel. And for those that don't know, Brian Lee O'Malley is famous for Scott Pilgrim, all the Scott Pilgrim graphic novels. Um, this is the art is really interesting. I got to say, Wonder Rob, though, some of it's a little, dare I say, hentai? Um... <laughs> <laughs> so I naturally, I love it. Yeah, the first time uh, I started recommend re- more. <laughs> <laughs> While we were in one in our Airbnb, Airbnb, I was like, I want to read something, um, and I brought this in with me to the bathroom because I was going to be in there for a few <laughs> minutes, uh, going numero dos. And I opened it up and I was like, Oh dear, um, I'm kind of glad I'm reading this in the bathroom. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a little, bit, but also it's kind of a girly graphic novel. It's hard to explain it. It just seems like, like it, girls aren't like girls, you know, girly but, hentai. Yeah. And I looked at the back of it after, of course I purchased it and it says contemporary fantasy slash romance slash fashion slash comedy slash anxiety. That's the anxiety. Yeah. That's uh, an interesting, uh, yeah. Uh, genre. Yeah, the back cover says Lottie Pearson is a glamorous fashion blogger living her best life. So already I'm like, should I really have bought this? It's about a fashion blogger. But anyways, uh, at least that's what she wants you to think. The truth is her allergies are out of control. I can relate. Uh, Her friends are terrible people. I can't relate. Her boyfriend traded her for someone younger. Can't relate to that. And she may or may not have killed somebody. I can definitely relate to that. No, just kidding. I can't. Uh, it's the first volume of Snot Girl, and things will never be the same. So I don't know. I'll keep you posted on this one, but I have to watch it behind closed, read it behind closed doors because I don't know I don't want certain people to <laughs> see me. You know. Um, I also picked up Blankets, which is a oh. huge, huge graphic novel, and uh, this is the creme de la creme. Um, I picked up two movie scripts that they had at golden uh age collectibles back to the future excellent never heard of it <laughs> and a little known classic called the dark knight so mm, never heard of it yeah 
so unrelated, was... uh, do you want to know how I got these scars? Let me tell you. <laughs> My father, uh, he was a drinker and a fiend. And a fiend. Uh, um, uh, moving on, moving on. This is more more bullet points. Uh, we went to Cannon Beach, which is in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, oops, I almost lost something. Uh, and Cannon Beach is actually a famous filming location for a lot of movies, including Goonies. So... Uh, in the beginning uh, of Goonies, where the Fratellis are escaping uh, jail and they're traveling in their ORV on the beach, that's that mm-hmm. beach. So um, it was oh, a really, okay. really beautiful beach. We loved it, every second of it. Um, another uh, filming location that we visited while we were up there, we actually, um, this was in also in Oregon, specifically in the town of... Damascus, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we ate lunch at Carver Cafe, which is actually the same location that Twilight was filmed. Um, oh my god! Oh, you know what? Actually, Twilight. Uh, there's the 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 beach scenes of Twilight took place at Cannon Beach as well, which is called La Push in the uh, in the movie. So, um, but yeah, we actually sat at the same table that Kristen Stewart sat at when she was uh, pretending to eat french fries and with uh, ketchup and she clearly didn't know how to use a ketchup bottle um yeah that's we were sitting at that table wow first of yeah. all kudos for you for knowing about that scene and number two <laughs> i just imagined like your your uh, significant other is like i'm gonna go get a soda and she comes back and you're like face deep into the chair going <sighs> let me smell you <laughs> she's sat here what are you doing, babe? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, but I did do a lot of say it out loud. Vampire. She's like, you love doing that. <laughs> I wish I knew that movie. Well, um, I don't wish I knew that movie, here's the but thing. I don't know anything she, about that movie. Sarah, my fiance, is a is a diehard, um, huge fan of the Twilight movie, specifically the <laughs> books. Yeah. What? Hold on. Stop yeah. the presses. Yeah. Uh, She's a big fan. To... Okay. All right, so continue. so that's so so she knew about about this location and and we went there for lunch uh, to uh, to entertain her fandom. So that was cool. I mean, nothing wrong with liking stuff. So I'm not no, going to talk not. smack. Definitely not. Um, this trip was uh, had a lot of firsts for all of us. We had n- none of us had been to the Pacific Northwest, so it was a first to go visit that. But for Emily, my one year old, um, it was her first flight, so the first time on a plane. Oh, uh, it was her first trip to the beach, first time seeing the ocean, first time being like in ocean water, um, mm-hmm. first time trying apple juice, first time eating sushi. Um, avocado roll. We're not talking like raw fish or anything. Um, first time at an aquarium, first time at a zoo. Uh, we did a lot of fun stuff. Um, I actually, and this is, this is the main story I want to tell you when Rob is, I almost committed a crime in Portland. Ooh, let's hear about this. I was almost a full on criminal. He saved this Portland. story yeah. for the podcast because I feel like, <laughs> I feel like this is something you would have told me. So I I know you saved this for the podcast. You know I saved it. It's got to be juicy. Hit me with it. All right. So it is illegal in Portland. I found this out the hard way. It is illegal to pump your own gas. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That I did know. You knew that? Uh I didn't know that. There's a handful of states that are like that. There's two. It's uh, New, Jer- uh, New Jersey, right? And, exactly. Um, New Jersey and Oregon. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I, I did not. That's know so this. weird that it's a crime. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's 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 a. Uh, well, you. How do I say this? You uh, you get fined. It's like a five hundred dollar fine. Um, so tell me how that went down. Like how you almost got in trouble. Well, because I got out of the car and I, I went. And to reach for the pump and the pump attendant like swooped in and was like, no, back off. Like he was like, kind of like pushed me away. He was like, you can't do that. I was like, what, what do you mean? I can't do that. I'm just going to pump some gas. It's like, you can't pump your own gas. I'm like, I can't pump my own gas. Sure. I can. I've done it many times. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I know you can't. <laughs> Just look at you. He's like, you yeah. can't do it here. You can't do it in in Oregon. It's illegal. It's like you'll you'll. It's a violation. You'll get a five hundred dollar fine. Um, and this is something that's uh, the Oregon State Fire Marshal is responsible for enforcing. So um, he's just making jobs. Making yeah, jobs, well, baby, that's the thing. So like, there are some areas of Oregon where it's okay to pump your own gas, but. By and large, the state does not allow customers to pump their own gas. And the reasons they say this is because of safety. Um, safety they're concerned. Yes, yeah, they're, I guess. Th- well, this law was originally put into place back in the 50s when people didn't pump their own gas. And it was a different format. It was more <laughs> complex and complicated to pump your gas. So they had a it's, safety attendant doing it, right? It's a lot like the uh, the gasoline fight in Zoolander. <laughs> yes. <laughs> people spray in, <laughs> lighting cigarettes. <laughs> blowing up yeah yeah well and, and here's the part that bothers me too is like usually if there's like a gas attendant then you kind of are expected to tip them and i'm like why would i tip uh, you for something i'm gonna do myself like that's ridiculous to me i'm i'm buying gas i'm not gonna also tip you so i didn't tip and i felt bad about it oh, but man. i also don't carry cash around so there'd be no way for me to tip uh the attendance because I pay with my card, you know, it's like, and I guess most people in Oregon pay with cash so they can give a couple of bucks to, to their, um, you know, to their attendant or whatever. But anyways, uh, it's for safety. It's for equitable, equitable treatment of seniors and disabled because it might be difficult for them to get out and pump gas. And also because it, it'll, it creates jobs. Sure. So yeah. Just remember to tip. Hey, you know who doesn't tip? Uh, your arch nemesis vector. <laughs> he doesn't tip for anything. He 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 has an issue with tipping. I'll just leave it at that. Maybe oh. he'll. Uh, maybe your nemesis will be your nemesis again. Once. Oh once wow! This is this. In- okay. This is interesting. I'll have to ask him about. I'll that. let him explain it again. Not pertinent to the podcast. Yeah. Although we- he is technically a geek so to speak contributor now so i don't yeah i think it's okay to mention him um <laughs> anything else cool happen um i mean there was tons of stuff it was a great trip i got a totally bad sunburn because i wasn't thinking about putting any sun ta- you know sunblock or suntan lotion on when we were at the beach uh so i'm still feeling the effects of that but um all in all it was an excellent trip and wonder rob i'm gonna lay it on you based on our experience in the pacific northwest sure we are planning to move there. Okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, did you or did you not just recently move to Colorado? <laughs> we did. We did. We moved here in February. Okay. In uh, February. Okay. And then July. March, April, May, June, July. Five <laughs> months. Yeah, all right. yeah. Yeah. 
well, a new it just, record. It just, <laughs> it just hasn't been what we wanted it to be. We thought it was going to be something, and it just kind of hasn't really well, been. What that, did you so. think it was going to be? I don't understand. <laughs> well, we didn't think that the summers were going to get as hot as they have been. It it feels a lot like Sedona weather um, during the. How hot the is summer. it there at the, right now in Colorado? <clears throat> um, it can get up to the in like mid nineties. Mid nineties. Do you remember how hot it got in Arizona? Oh yeah, but. I mean, I, we didn't want that either. It wasn't getting that hot. <laughs> it wasn't getting that hot in Sedona, where I was last. So, um, okay, that's fair. we. But going and visiting uh, Oregon and and Washington, specifically Washington, the highest it gets in Washington is like the mid eighties in the summertime. Otherwise, in the mornings, it was in the fifties, sixties. It was so beautiful and we just really liked the the landscape we liked um the people just seemed happier nicer it was just like a generally a very welcoming uh place so um what are the cons there's got to be cons not i'm not trying to dissuade you so don't get me wrong but i feel like more people would live there um well do do they get like tornadoes do they get hurricanes do they get it uh, rains a lot it rains right. a lot there, um, and I think that probably factors into it because the mornings can have uh, some cloudiness. And I would just say people who maybe are prone to depression would probably feel depressed by all of the rainy weather. I will say that while we were there the entire uh, week, there wasn't a single drop of anything. So, I mean, it, it was sunny the entire week. <laughs> Except for when you were in the bathroom with that hand eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was, was dropping all over the place. Yeah, there were loads Baby. of drops. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so our plan, our plan is, uh, to hopefully move there. I mean, our, our lease is not up until, uh, July of next year, but, um, our, our hope would be to move up there either by the end of the lease or prior to, so maybe like April to July, somewhere in there next year. If I had my choice of living in Colorado or living in Oregon, I would have told you Oregon already, but just cause it's, it is a stark contrast to California and Arizona weather. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't, I don't hate it down here, but you know, it gets hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's hot. fair. That's, that's fair. And, and, and we just like the idea of being close to the coast. Um, after being at the beach, we were like, if we could just be living like an hour and a half or so away from the beach, we could go visit like every weekend. Like it would just be a really nice uh, opportunity to have the the hikes that we did while we were up there were really beautiful. Uh, the weather was gorgeous, and and both uh, Sarah and I are really um, uh, motivated by like the climate of a place. So, mm-hmm. um, so that really is kind of like factoring heavily into what we would want. It's not there's not much snow that comes up there in, in Washington unless you're further east um, away from the coast, but uh, um, but that's okay. So. So that well, I'll probably uh, be a Washington resident uh, this time next year. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Shaw, the Washington resident. We're going to hold you to it, Shaw. <laughs> hold you to it. Otherwise... How about you, oh, Wonder Rob? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me tell you about my last two weeks. Um, I went to uh, the Pacific North East, West. <laughs> um, and I decided I'm moving. Uh, to the um, Idaho because they got potatoes. And uh, as you know, I like potatoes. From a French fry boy. 
That's all a lie. I didn't do any of that. Um, I'll tell you what I've been doing the last couple weeks. Working. That's number one, but that's not interesting. Number two, I've been playing a lot of video games. Been really focusing on the YouTube channel, Shroff. Getting content up there. Yeah, you have. Uh, Good for I've you. Thank lot, you. For I've that. got a lot of video. You don't have to thank me. This isn't a brag post. I'm just saying what I've been doing because I've been having fun setting up the YouTube page. I've been, I've been banking some videos, trying to keep it, get some variety of stuff. So those will go up on the YouTube page uh, when they're ready. Um, but you know what I have been doing though? I forgot about, I think I told you about this briefly. But harking back to, harkening back to, whichever one of those words is correct. Harking or harkening, or let's say harvesting. Harvesting back to when we <laughs> talked about Lego Masters. Uh, you and I made a bet on who would be the winning team right. on this last season of Lego Masters. Or not last season, current season of Lego Masters. <clears throat> but the problem was, is that immediately after we made that bet, I forgot. <laughs> about the show, like I tend to, and it hit me out of nowhere. I was like, "Oh, I should be watching this," and so I got back into Lego Masters because I was like, "I gotta see, I gotta keep up with the bet." There's a lot riding on this fifty dollars set. Problem was, I couldn't remember who I picked to win, <laughs> <laughs> or my dark horse. I think I picked the two guys who made the dragon. I think you did too. But I was I couldn't remember on that. But I got to tell you, I'm really enjoying Lego Masters. I blew through the whole s- second season of what was available. There were like five episodes by the time I got back to it. I'm not caught up. You're So you're, you're far more caught up than I'm, me. I'm not guns to spoil because I don't remember who you picked. Um, but that got me. I was like, man, I want more of this. So I went back and started watching season one. Let me tell you. That's a good season. I'm yeah, enjoying is. season one, despite the fact I know who wins because they straight up spoil it at the beginning of season two. Uh, I'm I'm very much enjoying that show. So everybody, check out Lego Masters. We talked about it a couple episodes back, but more importantly, watch it for me, and get send out good vibes because I wants to win that fifty dollars set from Sean. You know, you know what's so funny, Wonder Rob? I don't want to spoil. I don't want to like you know take away your your time or anything, but um. Our top episode so far that since we've moved over to Anchor, you can kind uh-huh. of see how many plays. The the most plays of any of the episodes so far is our Lego Masters episode. No kidding. Which is funny because I had to I sort was of worried. Like, yeah, I had to kind of convince you to to do that episode. I was like, because you were kind of on the fence that if people even cared about an episode like that, you're like, would they listen? Would they like, I, you don't know if that's like a bankable thing, if it was going to like bring the listenership and it's actually our top plays. <laughs> yeah. So that brings me to my next announcement. We are shifting focus. Uh, this is going to be Lego, so to speak podcast. Uh, your source for all things no Lego. Here. No complaints here. <laughs> uh And then, you know, mainly playing video games and watching TV. And I watched Space Jam, A New Legacy. And let me tell you, I turned it off halfway. Uh, Not a fan of that movie. And I have had no urge whatsoever to go back to it. I finished it today. I finished it. You did? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You poor bastard. It it gets better. The first half is actually probably... It's good. good. I mean, that makes sense why you would turn it off, but it does get better. (laughs) Talking to me about Space Jam like I'm a depressed teenager. It gets better. (laughs) It gets better, Rob. (laughs) Just be patient. Keep your head up, man. Everybody's got to go through it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, 
Moving on. I don't I wish I had two weeks of excitement like you, but I didn't. And to be perfectly transparent, outside of what I've I'm sure I've done more than that, but I just don't really remember. Uh my mom came to visit. I don't remember if I talked about that on the podcast already, but my mom did come to visit within the last couple of weeks too, and she got to spend some time with uh my boy, and that was always good. Can't get enough family time. That's always important. Anyway, you know what else is important, Shaf? Our corrections department. Uh, first, before I get into the corrections department, I want to get, I'm going to give a special shout out to our corrections department right now, because I lead a very busy life. You lead a very busy life on top of being, uh, parents and having full-time jobs. Uh, we also have a podcast to run, a YouTube page to run and lots of geeks, so to speak, social media pages to run, including the Facebook page. Well, Darth Vibbert, a.k.a. Mark Vibbert, a.k.a. our correction department, has very generously stepped up to the plate to help maintain the Facebook page. So I just want to give him a shout out. Thank you for your hard work on that. Yeah. And we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. And uh, if, if you're not already following us on our Facebook page, you'll still see updated posts by me, like usual, by Shaf. But Darth Vibbert is taking the brunt of the... Uh, social media posts when it comes to Facebook. So thank you. Just wanted to give him a shout out there and give him a shout out because he is, like I said, our corrections department, even though we do on the rare occasion, and I can't stress this enough, rare, rare occasion, get something incorrect. He likes to let us know. He thrives on it. He lives on it. He, you know how like you breathe air shaf and I breathe air? Well, he breathes on corrections. That's his whole thing. So, I'm sure he's got something to say about our previous episode, which was the Fast and the Furious episode, I believe. So, I don't look at these corrections. I likes to be surprised. But Shaf, he's got all of them. So, Shaf, why don't you tell us, what did the corrections department have to say about episode 161, Too Fast, Too Furious? I, I can't believe that that is the last episode that we technically It's been did. a minute. Yeah. It's been that, a minute. I, when you said fast, I was like, oh my God, fast and the furious series. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyways, he's got three bulleted points here for corrections or um, clarifications uh, from episode 161. So the first thing he says is wonder Rob asked when discussing the Shang-Chi pronunciation correction, if it was Berenstein bears or Berenstain bears, and it's Baron Stain Bears. And he said, uh. you're not going to trap me with that Mandela effect question, good <laughs> sir. <laughs> I thought I had you. All right, that's fair. That's like Curious George. Everyone thinks he had a, um, a tail. He a does tail. not have a tail. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Uh, when discussing James Cameron taking ecstasy and developing John Connor for T2, Wonder Rob pronounced nuclear as nuclear. And the most widely accepted current uh, correct pronunciation of the word is nuclear, not nuclear. Okay, first of all, don't don't talk to me about pronunciations. <laughs> I was I was waiting for this. <laughs> We'll get back to this. Everybody who's listening to the podcast right now, make a special note that our corrections department corrected me on pronouncing words. Just everybody remember that. That's all. That's all I want you to know. Maybe they'll make it. No, no, no I'm not going to make the joke. I'm going to save it. Continue. A... It is nuclear. You, how say, do you say, say it? The, say, you say the word first. Say nuclear. 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 
Nuclear. Yeah. How did how did he say I said it? Nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah. Like a, with a U R, like er. Nuclear. Like nuclear. New, like new kill her. Like N E W K I L L H E R. New kill her. More like K U L. Nuclear. Okay. <laughs> or if you're this, Russian, nuclear. <laughs> this, this podcast has gone off the rails. All right. What's the next? What's the next correction? All right. The the last one he says, Rob, that mischievous scamp. Uh-oh. I prefer to watch films at theaters, contrary to what Wonder Rob said when Schaff was discussing his F9 movie theater experience and the trio of demon spawns sitting next to him. Um, yeah, he likes to watch. I don't. I said it right. He likes to watch movies at his home theater that he has no, at home. No, no. He likes to watch them in the theater, in the cinema. Oh, the cinema. Like he mm-hmm. wants to be at the movie theater, not he wants to. Home. I get it. He wants to pay to see a movie in a seat at Alamo Draft House, where there's food everywhere, smells everywhere, people walking all over the place. He, all right, all right. Lights. Because uh, you got well, you had the little light. You know, he'll actually when he buys tickets, he'll buy them putting a buffer between him and let's say he's like bringing his son or his wife or something. He'll buy tickets and put a buffer between them so that nobody sits there and then they have an extra seat. So they have like room to breathe on either side. Like it's funny. (laughs) That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. He's kind of brilliant about it. So he told me his strategy. I considered doing that uh, before we, before we figured out that we were going to take a, a hiatus on the podcast, <laughs> I had tickets to see Black Widow. And I did consider getting tickets to space out in my little area because I was like, I don't want anybody sitting next to me. It's it's predetermined seating. But what if no nobody in their right mind would just buy a ticket and sit next to somebody if there are other seats right but i i don't know i've been burned by that before so i almost almost did it <sighs> but of course i ended up watching it at home but we'll talk about that later but that's a smart idea yeah that's a smart idea yeah. kudos kudos if you so, got the money do it so uh, there were no official corrections related to fast and the furious or anything so uh, I would say all in all, that was pretty That's good. because you recited the movie top to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. My notes were basically just the entire plot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I saw it. I feel like I saw the movie. <clears throat> Speaking of seeing movies, uh, the corrections department also saw a movie, an oldie, but a goodie. So let's let him talk about it in his segment, Interview with the Corrections Department. Come with me And you'll be In a world of pure imagination Take a look And you'll see Into your imagination Welcome back to another interview with the Corrections Department. I bet you're like, oh boy, he's singing again. Well... 
This week, I'm reviewing the 50th anniversary release of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that was just released on 4K by Warner Brothers. Uh, it has a bunch of like older special features on there, like commentary with the Wonka kids, documentary about the film, the filming of the movie, and everything like that. But this film looks gorgeous in 4K, and everybody's seen this movie. It's a classic. One of the things I wanted to share, though, too, is that some random trivia that you might not know about the film is that originally the movie was made as a way to promote Nestle's new uh, candy bar that they were going to put out, which was they ended up calling the Wonka Bar. Uh, and that's why the film was actually called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So it's more of like a loose adaptation of the book than uh, the later film that came out would be. Uh, but there ended up being an issue with the formula in their chocolate bar. So the movie came out, it was a hit, and then the chocolate bar came out way after. But Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory, definitely add it to your collection. It's a, it's a great 4K release and it should be in everybody's movie collection. But that's it for me this week for In Review. So back to Shoff and Rob. All right. <sighs> you guys. I wonder Rob's been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Can I take you back? Just get get in the time machine with me to like three minutes ago. <laughs> where I was corrected for saying nuclear. Which I still feel like I'm saying correctly. Nuclear. You're telling me that this sucker is nuclear? That's how well, Michael J. Fox says it. Not, you've just said it two different ways. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying it the same way. You're not. <laughs> You're telling me that this sucker is nuclear? That's correct. Nuclear. That's the nuclear. correct nuclear. 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 That, nuclear. No. Nuclear. No. <laughs> anyway, who cares? It's a moot point. Because. It's a mute point. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> because. Twice, our corrections department has talked about uh, documentaries, except he doesn't call them documentaries. He calls them documentaries, <laughs> uh, which is incorrect. Documentaries. Anyway. Well, I was thinking when I was, talking, even. when I was talking about my vacation, I mentioned Oregon. And didn't he mention, he called it Oregon. In that's a previous true. episode, too, right? He did. Yeah. So that's two to one. That's two strikes on you, <laughs> one strike on me. So he is still the king of mispronouncing words. <laughs> that is that. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, you guys, to get a word from our sponsor. And then when we come back, we're going to get into all the latest and greatest geek news. Geek news! Nude! News. Nude news. All right, you guys. So we're going to talk all the latest and greatest geek news. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> shook by the whole pronunciation controversy. We're going to talk about all the latest and greatest geek news as is tradition around here. Whoever is hosting a particular episode, me in this instance, likes to give the the honor, the right, the privilege of reciting the first geek news story to the co-host, which is you, Shaf. So tell me, what has been going on this week in geek news? Ooh, okay. So this news, actually, I'm pretty sure came out just a day ago. Um, 
the uh, good old HBO Max. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, owned by Warner Brothers. Uh, they've got tons of DC content on there, and they're going to have a whole lot more, including Batgirl. Batgirl is going to be released exclusively on HBO Max. That's not the news, but the news is they just cast the role of Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl, and it's going to be none other than Leslie Grace. Now, that name may not seem super familiar to you just yet, but if by chance you watched uh, In the Heights, which came out on HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, just a few weeks, eh, three, four weeks ago, um, uh, she played one of the main characters in that movie musical, Mm-hmm. And according to Deadline, Warner Brothers, they said they were already super high. Uh, nice. They were already super high. I'm just reading this. Perfect. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Anyways, they were super <laughs> high with the rising star following her breakout role of uh, in In the Heights. And sources say her, her audition sealed the deal as the choice. So um, from what I saw of her performance in, in In the Heights, I'm pretty excited. She was excellent. Um, and honestly, she looks the part because... Uh, and I'm not saying anything race wise, but you've got commissioner Gordon played by Jeffrey Wright. Mm -hmm. Um, so you got a person of color and that's great. So now you have an opportunity to have Batgirl be a person of color as well. Sure. So this is, this is awesome for this opportunity, uh, for, to, you know, showcase diversity in a role that typically Batgirl, uh, Barbara Gordon is usually played by a redhead. Like in the comic book, she's kind of iconically a white girl redhead you know so i'm kind of i'm really excited to see what they do uh i think leslie grace is gorgeous um and uh and she was oh, leslie really- grace oh i thought you were talking leslie jones <laughs> gorgeous no, in no, her own way no leslie jones is too busy getting railed from behind oh my god <laughs> i never should have told you <laughs> Continue. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't have to tell me. Your internet history did that for me. <laughs> Ooh, two burns. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm really excited about this casting, uh, and excited to see what they do uh, with uh, this character. So her breakout role was in the Heights. So that she's a she's an up and comer. She hasn't been in a whole lot. No, no, and that's what I think is really cool too. Is when you get a relative unknown. Uh, for a character, it's very easy for audiences to sort of embrace and look at this person as as the the person. Like, whereas if you have Tom Cruise or something, you cast him in something where he's like playing, like let's say you cast him as Superman. That might be hard because you see Tom Cruise, like you don't see him or, as Superman. Yeah, or if you cast like that's a really good example, or like um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Black Adam. Yeah, you don't there see you go. Black Adam. You see Dwayne The Rock Johnson in some tights. Or Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a Jungle Cruise skipper. <laughs> yes. You don't see that. You see Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Or if you cast Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the Tooth Fairy, you don't see that. It's just a Tooth Fairy. Or <laughs> <laughs> any movie that Dwayne The Rock Johnson's in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said very, it. Very heavy-handed. <laughs> I'm letting him know my feelings on the show. Friend of the show, Drain the Rock Johnson. Nice guy. Oh, but yeah. come on. Come on. He's not he's not a versatile actor, and I'll just I'm gonna put that out on the table right now. I'm writing it down, actually. <laughs> Dwayne. Because I'm writing him a letter. Johnson. 
Okay. So this will be a, an interesting one. It's going straight to HBO Max. Yep. Yep. Um, that part I don't agree with, but, you know, Warner Brothers, um, it seems like they don't want to take huge risks um, with sort of, I don't know, I wouldn't call her an A-string like superhero person. So there, it seems like they're really going for like the big tentpole films. Those are the ones that get released in theaters. Other ones are going to get released sort of like how Marvel's doing with Disney plus using both platforms to, um, to gain viewership, I guess. So, yeah, potentially I was going to say, I wouldn't call black widow, uh, an a string. I think that's what you called it. <laughs> well, because you know how like people they call it like B string, D string, whatever. Like I figured there's got to be an A string, right? Like what would you call that? The starting lineup? I don't know. The the main bench? <laughs> I don't know sports. I don't know. The sun's <laughs> lost. I don't know. Who cares? Just a bunch of strings. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Speaking of strings, let me tell you, uh, friend of the show, Kevin Smith, uh, is making a new movie, Clerks 3. He announced that sequel. Now... I, I hem and excuse me, I hemmed and hawed about including this, but I decided, you know what, I am going to talk about it because I figured, at the very least, Schaff's commentary might be worth it. But let me <laughs> give you the details right now. So Kevin Smith just recently announced that Clerks Three is moving forward as Liongate has acquired the worldwide rights, and Smith took to Facebook to announce that the shooting will kick off next month. Here's what Kevin Smith had to say. I had a heart attack. <laughs> I worship my wife's butthole. <laughs> my daughter, she's so talented. <laughs> Put her in everything. Uh, so, Clerks 3. <laughs> Wonder, Rob, Wonder Rob has this list in his head. He's got a mental list. If he ever does a Kevin Smith impression, there's three things he has to bring up. It's heart attack, anal, and his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's what he really said. I like Kevin Smith. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he seems to only talk about three things. Anyway, <laughs> here's what he had to say. There's a saying from Tao that goes something like, quote, to be great is to go on. To go on is to go far. To go far is to return. Thanks to Liongate, we get to return where it all started with almost the whole cast that started it all. Uh, because I believe... If I'm not mistaken, one of them died. Uh, anyway, he continued to say, and for the first time since the first time we ever made a movie in 1993, we're shooting the entire flick on location in New Jersey as an ode to both the enduring allure of cinema and the resourcefulness and lunacy of its storytellers. Years ago, Dante and Randall made me a filmmaker, so now it's time to return the favor. Now, earlier when I talked about Kevin Smith's heart attack, it says... Inspired by Kevin Smith's real-life heart attack. <laughs> clerks 3 will find Randall having suffered a massive heart attack and enlisting fellow clerks Dante, Elias, Jay, and Silent Bob, even though Jay and Silent Bob are not clerks. They are loiterers uh, in order to make a movie immortalizing his life at the convenience store. So, here's why I'm bringing this up, Shaf. I... Uh, I've liked Kevin Smith's movies, you know, Clerks liked it, Dogma liked it, Chasing Amy liked it, Mallrats liked it, uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back liked it, Clerks 2 liked it, um, Jane Silent Bob Reboot Jane's, hated it. Jane Silent it. Bob Reboot did not get a like from me, 
Uh, his outside of his view as universe movies, I've seen a couple of them: Jersey Girl, um, Zack and Mary make a porno, um, um, Tusk, and those are all hit and miss to me. But the issue that I really had with Jane Silent Bob reboot, which is the same issue I think you had, or at least for the most part, is that it's really, really, really self-referential. Yes. Hey, remember this? Remember when I did this sort of movie, which I guess is fine. Well, it's but fine it for the fandom. Enter- yeah. Yeah. But I would consider myself a fan of those movies too, but I didn't enjoy watching it at all. And so I really liked Clerks and I really liked Clerks too. And so I was like, well, cl- maybe, maybe it'll be different because it won't be a, a self-referential, uh, sucking his own dick, pardon my French type movie. <laughs> But it says right here, inspired by Smith's real-life heart attack, Clerks 3 will find Randall having suffered a massive heart attack enlisting fellow clerks, yada, 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 to make a movie immortalizing his life at the convenience store that started it all. So it's really just the story of how Kevin yeah. Smith made Clerks. Inspired by when Kevin Smith sucked his own dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have... I am cautiously optimistic about this because I really liked Clerks and I liked Clerks too a lot more than I liked Clerks. Um, so we'll be talking about this one. But after I got burned with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, or excuse me, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, it'll it'll be interesting. Also, Rosario Dawson, friend of the show and Schaff's, um number one celebrity crush is going to be in the movie. <laughs> so that's also part of the story. Nice. And I know Darth Vibbert, our corrections department, is uh, very greatly looking forward to this movie. Um, I've never seen a Clerks movie, but I remember that at least the first Clerks was in black and white, was it not? Yeah, it was. It was, cause was Clerks 2 in black and white? It starts in black and white, but then it okay. shifts to color like uh, The Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. So I guess we can assume that this third movie will either follow the same suit or it will be all in color? Or It'll probably be all in color, I, okay. I think. Um, Clerks 2, I think, is a good standalone movie, even if you haven't seen Clerks, because it, it it picks up at the end of Clerks, I guess, years later, but it's like two seconds, and then it just moves on. It's like, oh, the convenience store burned down. Now we work at a fast food restaurant. And that's all you really got to know. Because all Clerks is is a movie about two uh, convenience store clerks standing around and talking. That's the whole and, movie. And it's filmed sort of from like a security cam sort of angle. Not right? exactly. Part Partially, there's a few shots like that, but it's really, it's mainly just like the lowest low budget. Hey, I'm going to make a movie because I like movies, but I don't really know how to make movies. I see. Okay. Kind of movie. So that's partially why I was in black and white because it was cheap and easy to get a hold of. I see. Well, I, I, I'm going to, I'll try and find some clerks, clerks too. I'll watch those. And then, then I'll, that'll help me decide if I really want to see a sequel yeah. to, I think if you watch clerks now, but had just keep in mind that it was made in 1998 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, I think you can find an appreciation for it. And I think clerks Two still stands up. Not that it was ever bad or anything, but I think, I think clerks Two is probably my favorite movie of his in the viewers universe. I think if, if I had to rank them, uh, so Clerks 3 coming out one of these days, next year sometime. What else is going on, Shav? All right. Well, also coming out this year, we got some information. So uh, obviously our main uh, topics today, we're going to be talking about Loki and Black Widow. And of course, Disney Plus is home to 
both of those. Uh, but specifically, Disney Plus is sort of like your go-to for any of the Marvel Studios TV shows. And uh, during a chat with Variety, the uh, Marvel Studios Executive Vice President of Film Production, Victoria Alonso, uh, confirmed that both Hawkeye and Ms. Marvel are going to be arriving on Disney Plus before the end of 2021. Thank Ooh. the Feige, uh, because that's amazing news. Now, we, we're still, uh, as far as on like the the scope of what's to come for, uh, for Disney plus, we still have the what if series that's going to be uh, debuting August, in August. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then with that in mind, that only leaves about four months for the other two shows to make their arrival. So that's pretty fantastic. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, obviously the Hawkeye, uh, Disney plus show that sort of factors into something else that we're going to be talking about. Uh, and we'll get more into that towards the end of the episode. But, um, I think that's pretty amazing. I didn't think we were going to get a bunch more beyond what if uh, for the rest of this year. There's going to be so much Marvel content. It's fantastic. Yeah, they got a lot. They're yeah. making up for yeah. lost time, man. Seriously, we have got Shang Chi is going to be coming out in theaters. We've got Eternals coming out this year. We've got Spider Man coming out this year, and then these two shows. Oh my gosh! I can only get so hard. <laughs> Diamonds. Uh, remember when? They announced phase four. Uh, I was reading it on Twitter as it was happening because it wasn't a live broadcast. It was a press conference. And you were off doing something. And I was like, and they're making they're making Blade. And they're making this. Oh, my God. They showed Fantastic Four just the logo. And I was like <laughs> reciting everything that was happening to you. Seems like it was so long ago. And it seemed like it was so much content. But it really wasn't. Uh, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is because we're getting... Miss Marvel by the end of the year. Hawkeye. We've already gotten Loki. We've gotten WandaVision. We'll we'll have What If. We got Falcon Winter Soldier already. We're going to have Spider-Man before the end of the year. We're going to have Doctor... No, not Doctor Strange. Uh, That's next year. But we'll have Shang-Chi. We'll have the Eternals. We're just about through everything they announced for Phase 4. Within a, a little over a year. Yeah. Which makes me super excited. <laughs> like, okay, what else? What else, you guys? Because, like, Armor Wars, Secret Invasion, they talked about the Marvels. Um, Moon we don't Knight. know if that's Phase 4, Moon Knight. We don't know if that's Phase 4 or Phase 5 or what. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, Blade, She-Hulk. We got a lot of things coming up. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot coming down the pike, man. I'm. Re- it's a good time to be alive. All I got to do oh, is yeah. make it. Make it through these shows, then I'll be fine. Until they yeah. announce more, then I'll push back the deadline. Don't do, yeah, don't do anything too dangerous. You gotta stay alive. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All right, uh, let's shift into video games because we got a lot of video game news here, Shaf. Um, I'm gonna start with Netflix. There's a Netflix story uh, now. I I know I just said, hey, we're gonna talk about video games. Why are you talking about Netflix? Funny you should ask, Shaf, because. Netflix is getting into video games. That's right. Uh, Of all the companies, Netflix is getting into it. Uh, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings and Chief Product Officer Greg Peters had an investor phone call just recently. I talk about all sorts of things uh, related to the future of Netflix, but they also discussed a very unusual thing. Their impending detour into video games. 
Uh, Hastings said that they are not expecting to nor planning to make a profit from any video game development or offerings. They're simply going to start using video games as a means of increasing the overall value of a Netflix. Per- I said prescription subscription. <laughs> it's practically a prescription these days. So what they're going to do is they're going to <laughs> watch two have... episodes and call me in the morning. <laughs> exactly. They're going to be having mobile games included in their service. Um, of course, you'd have to be on a mobile device in order to access them, but and it's not going to be any additional charges or anything like that, but they feel like this is adding to the value of Netflix because ultimately they've got a lot of competitors these days, Shaw, Disney+, Plus, Paramount+, Plus, all the pluses are competing with Netflix. Um, and what I thought was really funny about the quote was Hastings says, Hey, we don't need to worry about taking your money for these games since we are already taking your money. (laughs) It just made, made me laugh. Uh, He went on (laughs) to say, we know fans of these stories, the core IP, they want to go deeper, interactive can provide an in-depth world to explore. We also feel our subscription, (laughs) our subscription model yields opportunity to support game experiences that are underserved by the dominant monetization models. Uh, We don't think about, or we don't have to think about ads. We don't have to think about in-game purchases or other monetization. We don't have to think about title purchases. We can just be laser focused on creating the most entertaining game experiences that we can. Which is a very interesting thing because not focusing on ads, not focusing on in-game purchases or other monetization is the exact opposite of every other video game company out there. So... I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Very rarely do I play a mobile game that might change next year. I'll talk about that in a minute. But this is a this is a very interesting interesting development. So more on this as it as it comes. That's huh. what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. Well, I wonder, Rob, keeping things in the scope of video games, um, particularly one that, as you mentioned, I popped my I re-popped my cherry uh, to, to play uh, World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the publishing studio uh, that makes World of Warcraft, Blizzard Entertainment, and its owner, Activision Blizzard, um, have been in the news lately, uh, and not for good things. And uh, so I, I thought it might be a good thing to bring up. So California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing Mm-hmm. say that the renowned game publishing studio have created a cancel I'm sorry have created a culture of constant sexual harassment and gender-based discrimination in a new lawsuit that was filed on Tuesday that claims that top executives were aware and involved and actually since the suit was revealed a bunch of women have come forward to corroborate the allegations now um all this stuff is super duper disturbing, and I want to preface that when when Rob and I do not support uh, any of this kind of treatment of of women or, or people in general, really, like w- w- this is terrible stuff. So, um, female employees, uh, apparently, this is sort of like uh, some of the allegations in the lawsuit. So, um, when Rob hear me out, I'm just going to read uh, verbatim okay. what this says here. It says, uh, female employees almost universally confirm that working for the defendants, which would be Activision, uh, Blizzard or Blizzard Entertainment, um, mm-hmm. were akin to working in a frat house, which invariably involved male employees drinking and subjecting female employees to sexual harassment with no repercussion. Uh, they were called cube crawls 
in offices were common and male employees proudly came into work hung, uh, hung over. <laughs> Almost stopped there. <laughs> they came into work hung. <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. Uh, similarly, male employees would play video games during work. I mean, that to me is, I mean, you're working for a video game company. I mean, guess you're, I don't know. It doesn't seem that strange, but they would engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies and make numerous jokes about rape believe it or not. Um, uh, as a product of this frat boy culture, women were subjected to numerous sexual comments and advances, groping, unwanted physical touching, and other forms of harassment. Uh, a female employee noted that a random male employees would approach her uh, and comment on her breasts. Uh, female employees working for the World of Warcraft team noted that male employees and supervisors would hit on them, make derogatory comments about rape, and then engage in de demeaning behavior. Um, in fact, uh, the behavior was known to supervisors and indeed encouraged by them, including a male supervisor who is openly encouraging a male subordinate to buy a prostitute to cure his bad mood. <laughs> Um, wow. The Blizzard president, J. Allen Brack, was specifically mentioned not only of being aware of this behavior, but enabling it. Um, and that an unknown former Blizzard CTO was observed groping inebriated fe female employees at company events. Um, he would tell them that he wanted to marry them, try to kiss them, put his arms around them. Um, people would try to intervene and pull him off of female employees. Just ridiculously gross stuff. Now, here's probably the worst thing of all. So in the full complaint, apparently one employee committed suicide after oh these extreme God. forms of sexual harassment. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man. This is just awful, awful, awful stuff. So, um, I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with this, but I will say this, that players in World of Warcraft are hosting sit-in protests after uh -huh. all of these allegations. And I think that's pretty, pretty rad. So um, there's a social hub um, that's sort of like packed with players right now and they're not participating in a raid. They're not doing anything like that. They're actually just uh, agreeing to meet up at a particular spot and like parking their character and, and literally like sitting or, you know, standing or they're on their mounts or whatever. But, um, it's a protest organized by fence macabre, which is a role play guild that runs faction neutral stories, uh, on the worm rest accord or moon guard servers. I think I'm actually on the moon worm rest accord, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I could have visited this, but it happened uh, earlier today and I, I was working, so I couldn't. Uh, in addition, the group is running a fundraising campaign for the charity Black Girls Code, a nonprofit organization dedicated to teaching girls ages 7 through 17 about computer programming and digital technology. So, mm. yeah. Wow. I guess all that fucking around explains why Diablo 4 hasn't been released. <laughs> I God guess. Dang. They announced I that guess. game in 2019, Shaf. Oh my gosh, wow. It's still yeah. not out. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I didn't I never would have expected that. I never knew anything about this kind of uh behavior happening over at Blizzard. I think it's awful. So Yeah. Well, let's talk about a company that's not shitty. Valve. Shaw. Valve. Valve. Ever heard of them? Valve. Okay. <clears throat> now, this story isn't exactly new. This happened. Uh, a week and a day ago, and generally we try to keep our news stories within the previous week of recording. However, 
this shop is most, or this, I almost <laughs> said this shop is mostly news. <laughs> this, this news. This shop is mostly nude. <laughs> this news is mostly new to shop. And I you said, you know what? It's a weekend today. I want to talk about it because Do it. it's pretty cool in my opinion. So, oh my gosh, I'm getting blown up with text messages right now. Jesus. Uh, anyway. They threw off my game. It was your arch nemesis, too. Uh-oh. Can you believe that? Um, after rumors, rumors, Schaff and May, Valve has announced an official console, a handheld console, which is also a handheld PC called the Steam Deck. Came out of nowhere, Schaff. So uh, I'm, I'm going to try to make this fast, but I'm going to give you all the important pieces. So uh, as we have talked about several times on the podcast, a Switch Pro has been in the Rumorville forever and ever and ever. But, of course, we never actually got that. We just got a Nintendo OLED console. And Valve said, fine, I'll do it myself. (laughs) And put out their powerful, or at least powerful compared to the Nintendo Switch, that is, Steam Deck. So it has a form factor that is very similar to a Nintendo Switch shop, um, and it runs a modified version of Valve's Steam OS, uh, Steam being their platform to play and purchase video games, uh, complete with new console-like interface for easy navigation of both the Excuse me, both the Steam Store, Steam Store, and Steam Library, but it also provides access to unrestricted computer desktop uh, where any third party applications can be installed. Meaning, this is a handheld PC shop. It's going to have the Steam OS software on it, but if you wanted to wipe that and install Windows, you could. If you wanted to wipe that and install Linux, you could. If you wanted to wipe it and install Windows and then get Steam from there, great, you could do that because it's a handheld PC. Uh, in terms of hardware, the Steam Deck has a 7-inch 1280 by 800 resolution. 7-inch. Not bad. Yeah, Not that's bad. right. Just a little bigger than the Nintendo Switch. Um, and slightly smaller than your wiener. Uh, <laughs> not that I would know that. I've just read the internet comments. Um 60 hertz lcd screen custom amd apu featuring four core eight thread cpu paired with eight rdna two compute units for the gpu 16 gigabytes of lp ddr5 ram shaft practically speaking a lot stronger than the switch uh it was able to play jedi fallen order for example um at high, quote-unquote, high graphical settings with little to no issue. It can also suspend running games like a console, and Valve says its intent is to really give players access to their entire Steam library on the go. And then, of course, it has a controller set up on either side, similar to the Nintendo Switch, except the controls don't detach. It's more like a Game Gear. Think Game Gear, Shaf. Or a Sega Nomad. Um... The price points, sorry, my my uh, my website reloaded on me for some reason. Now, the price points, the Steam Deck's available in three different models. Uh, it's a 64-gigabyte model for $399, followed by the 256-gigabyte model for $529, and a 512-gigabyte model for $649. But it's really important to note that this these models, regardless of which size you get, also support... Um, the, the flash memory cards, so you can also add memory to it if you need. Nice. Uh, micro SD. So, 
I pre-ordered one, Shaf. I was going to uh, ask you, did you pre-order one? And now, since you have you had three choices of, of, of versions, which one did you pre-order? Uh, your boy got the 512 gigabyte. Smart choice. Smart choice. Now, here's how they did it, which I thought was really interesting, because they announced it, one, it on one day, and then they were up for pre-order the next. Like, they did it really fast. And, of course, like... I had PTSD from my PlayStation 5 <laughs> and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to get this? Well, here's how they did it. Um, you had to put $5 down towards it. So, essentially, they're manufacturing what's getting pre-ordered, right? Okay. So, they're not – they don't have, like, 500 and within a minute, 500 are gone. But you couldn't just pre-order it. You have to have a Steam account to pre-order. And you have to have a Steam account within, quote, good standing – Meaning you had to have purchased a game on Steam or been active on Steam uh, very recently in, wow. order to, in order to actually pre-order one. So that's their idea to stop scalpers or bots or things oh, like that. Oh, that's smart. So, that's really smart. So yeah. you had to log into your, your Steam account. You had to be in good standing with Steam, at least on their terms. And then you could, in fact, pre-order one. So... 10 a.m. rolled around the next day, had my computer up, got logged into Steam. Uh, but, of course, a million people trying to pre-order this thing at once. So, obviously, the website went down. Right. And I over and over tried, you know. So, I started right at 10. Took three or four clicks, but I got to the payment screen. And I was like, cool, awesome. Put in my credit card information. Got to the confirmed purchase Website's failing. Website's failing. Please try again. Please try again. Please try again. Please try again. Over and over and over and over. And then what's interesting is the please try again message switched to, uh, we've noticed you've been trying to make too many purchases lately on Steam, so please try again in a few hours. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, I wasn't trying to make too many purchases, so I was yeah. trying to make one $5 purchase. So eventually I got locked out, which I... And I was on Twitter at the same time reading what everybody had to say, and other people were getting the same message. Lots of, lots of angry people. So I said, you know what? I got work to do. I'm going to go ahead and stop, and I'll try this in a little bit. So I set a timer on my phone so I wouldn't forget. Went back in an hour and was successfully able to get my pre-order in. But here's the pros and cons to that. The game, the the console is tentatively scheduled to come out uh, December this year. Okay. But they're they're taking these pre-orders first come first serve, right? So by the time I was able to get my pre-order in, it says next wave of units tentatively scheduled for Q1 2022. Um... So too many people got it in front of me. So I'm not going to be in the first wave, but I do have one on deck. So ultimately how it's going to work is they got my $5. When the, the units are manufactured, they're going to reach out to me and say, hey, do you want to buy this? And I'm going to say yes, and they'll take the rest of my money, and then they'll ship me that. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this. I think this is exactly what I wish the Nintendo Switch was, because I have the idea a lot. Like, when I went to Jamaica not too long ago, I took my Nintendo Switch, because I'm like, yeah, I'll play some games, play some games on the on the plane. But the problem is, Nintendo Switch is a Nintendo Switch machine, meaning I only want to play Mario right. and Zelda. Well, and yeah, and you, you recently picked up that Backbone which was sort of to play non Nintendo games, like play iOS games or whatever. Like now this is like taking it to the next level of this is exactly what you would want. It's taking your computer, shrinking it down to something. Yeah. So I could have, I could have in theory been playing resident evil village, 
I could have been playing um, a, a higher quality version of Immortals Phoenix Rising. I could be playing Portal 2. I could be playing Control. I could be playing a number of games on this thing. And so that that's what really excites me about it. It's like I, I'm not necessarily taking my Nintendo Switch or having the urge to play video games everywhere, but sometimes, you know, if my wife's downstairs watching TV and I'm upstairs playing video games, there's like a little bit of a disconnect. I could be playing downstairs on the couch with my wife while she watches TV. We could still be doing that. Or, you know, if I'm out on the road in between appointments, I've got a couple hours to kill. I could pull out the Valve thing and, and continue my games. You know, so I, I'm there's a lot of potential in this for me. And so I, I'm particularly excited about it. So when it gets a little closer and I do have my hands, my grubby little hands on the console, I'll give you my full thoughts. But right now, it's going to be a long wait till quarter one, 2022. <laughs> <sighs> but you know what you don't have a long wait for? Our review of Loki and Black Widow, because we're going to take a short break, tell you where you can find us on social media, and then when we get back, we're going to talk Loki, and we're going to talk Black Widow. We'll be right back. Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. And Shoff's here too. We're taking a short break from all the geek news to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Find us on Facebook at Geek So To Speak Podcast and join the Geek Nation. It's the best way to stay up to date on all the latest geek news and extra stuff we don't get to cover on the show. You can also find us on Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast and Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC. Also, if you want to suggest a topic for geek news, a review, or even a geek movie torture, you can email us at Geek So To Speak Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribed and leave us a nice review for a sexy shout out on the show. Thank you so much for listening. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Yeah, we're back. That's right. We're back and we are talking about Black Widow. Uh, which just came out in theaters and on Disney Plus uh, for the premiere access. And also... Disney Plus had Loki season one just finished uh, this past week. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about basically both. Um, Wonder Rob, what should we talk about first? Let's talk about Black Widow since okay. I just watched that one. Okay. So I just watched Black Widow. I, it's my first experience with the Disney premiere access. Um, I did have a ticket to go see it in the movie theater, but that ended up not working out. Shaf saw this. I think the day it came out, right? I actually technically saw it the night before the official release. I saw it on the Thursday night before the Friday release. Yeah. Okay. Because that was the only thing I could make happen because it was, we were leaving that Friday to head to the airport. So I was like, it's Thursday or I don't get to see it until I come back. Like there's no way. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So obviously we're going to be spoiling Black Widow. We're also going to be spoiling Loki to you guys. So just be ready for that. Yep. I'm not going to warn you again about Loki. Um, So Black Widow, Black Widow's first and uh, maybe only solo film. Something tells me we're not getting a trilogy of Black Widow movies. <laughs> yeah, no. But um, what's the right way to say it? Is it is Black Widow a too little, too late movie? Actually, let's let's take a, a step further back. I just want to know: Did you like Black Widow, Shaw? Um, I. 
I didn't love it, and I didn't hate it. I just sort of liked it. He sort of liked it. Yeah. Now, are we talking Thor the Dark Thor <laughs> levels here? Um, I actually I re I re ranked the entire MCU. So let me see where I. Oh, put you it. did? Yeah. After I watched it, I re ranked the the entire uh, twenty. I don't know twenty some odd movies. Let me see what I got. There were twenty two, I believe. If I there's uh, maybe. including including the Disney Plus stuff. There's twenty seven total so, like Marvel uh, entries, I guess you could say, whether it be film or TV. So yeah. so for the listeners out there, about a hundred episodes back, we ranked all the MCU movies that were out at the time, and we found this really cool website that would put up movies against each other, Marvel movies against each other. Like they'll say Ant-Man and Iron Man, which one would you rather watch? And then they'll take the one you wouldn't want to watch and say, well, would you rather watch this or Black Panther? And so on and so on. It would just be those questions over and over and over again until it came up with your personalized definitive list of the MCU. Uh, So I take it, obviously that's been updated with the new movies, but I was thinking about it. I was like, I wonder if they have the, the Disney plus series on there too. I guess they do. Based on well, what you this just said. is I'm using Letterboxd, the app. Oh, Letterboxd. it's not the same website. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, so it just but it allows me to put like all the movies into like a ranked list. So uh, currently, I've got out of the 27 Marvel properties that have come out since the beginning of Phase One, um, I've got Black Widow at 17. Um, it's uh, as far as the properties What's that are below com- Black Widow. Yeah, below Black Widow, I've got Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. I've got Ant-Man. I've got Falcon and Winter Soldier. I've got Captain Marvel, Iron Man 2, Captain America First Avenger, Iron Man 3, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, and Thor the Dark Thor. <laughs> wow. So I, I didn't, like, it's it's like kind of, it's not in the middle, but it's in like the the back, it's in the back half is, is okay. what I would say. It's still fresh in my mind, so I don't really know. Because I only just watched it yesterday, at least as of recording this yesterday. Um, So I haven't taken a whole lot of time to consider its ranking. It's been less than 24 hours since I've seen it. But I didn't hate it or dislike it exactly. But I guess the best way to, to put it is I thought Black Widow was the least interesting character in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's a fair statement. Um, which is a shame because it's Black Widow's movie. Um, I really liked Rachel Weiss's character for the little amount of time. And I I, I, I liked the actress who played Black Widow's sister, Yelena. Um, obviously, I like David Harbour. I think David Harbour is the highlight of this movie. He is pretty great as uh, Red Guardian. Yeah. yeah, I loved, loved, loved. He's like... In the prison, and I'm I'm paraphrasing what he says. But he's like, yeah, <laughs> Captain America. I take his shield and I throw it at him, and he's he's a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> or when he when he gets reunited uh, with his quote wife and quote daughters, he's like, did Captain America talk about me? Huh? We're not so much adversaries. We're more like coworkers. <laughs> yeah, when he, or when the both Black Widow and Yelena uh, below. Was her last name Yelena Belova? I don't know. Um, she uh, 
they're both like upset with him, and he's like, "Are you both on your period? <laughs> is it like, your time of the month? Is it your time?" <laughs> I just he he was very very funny. I hope he gets more to do in future whatevers. Like I hope we haven't seen the last of Red Guardian. Yeah, that's a, the exact thought I had. It's the first thing I told my wife when she asked me how was the movie. I said, well, you know, I really like David Harbour. <laughs> David Harbour was pretty good. I don't know how they would pull him back into the MCU, but I hope they find a way because I think he could be somebody that's a fun character to bring back. Um, let's talk about the end credits scene because... Well, first of all, I made predictions on this podcast several times yeah, about what was going to happen in this movie. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to I'm going to eat I'm going to take my lumps here. I'm going to eat my shorts or eat crow or whatever you want to call it. Several times in the past, I said, you know what, multiverse is the big thing this phase in the MCU. I bet you at the end of this friggin' movie, there's going to be a ring portal. Doctor Strange is going to walk in or something like that and be like, it's the multiverse to the camera. Multiverse, baby! And then that's, <laughs> that's it. Now, nothing like that happened. What did happen at the end of the movie is uh, there's a time shift. Uh, Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, is already dead. And Yelena is at her grave uh, mourning the loss of her sister. And I use the term grave loosely because her body is on uh, another planet. <laughs> Whatever the name of that planet was. Anyway, yeah, that's right. Whoremonger. Um, (laughs) That's what you said, right? Anyway. So obviously she's not really buried there. It's just a a false tombstone. Neither here nor there. But uh, Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld shows up. Uh, Get out. (laughs) She took it from me. (laughs) She pushed her over and said, get out. And then she started doing the weird thumb dance. It was... (laughs) It was crazy. She asked for a big salad, and then she left. Um, well, uh, uh, her character uh, from the Falcon of the Winter Soldier series uh, shows up. I'm, what's? I don't know why. I'm just totally blanking on her name right now. Uh, um, Valentina Contessa or something. It's like, a long name. It's a long. I'll look long it. Up. Name. I'll look it up while you're talking. Uh, as she, she that was supposed to be the big like, who is this person? Because Black Widow was supposed to come out first. But, of course, we got a taste of her in the Falcon Winter Soldier. Anyway, she says, hey, do you want to you wanna take out the guy who's responsible for killing your sister? And she shows her a picture of Hawked Guy. Hawked Guy. Uh, with <laughs> oh, the, by the with way. With a sweet haircut. Yeah. Uh, her name is Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Thank you. I was like, I was never going to remember that. Um, and I immediately said... Hawked guy is not responsible for Black Widow's death. It's Star-Lord. Everybody knows that. If you don't understand what I'm saying, just think about what happened in Infinity War. And then you'll know why Natasha died. Well, but here's the thing. Like, the general public, they wouldn't know it was Star-Lord. Well, would the general public know it was Hawkeye? Because apparently she had to tell her. (laughs) <laughs> that Hawkeye th- let her die. Yeah. So I don't well, think the I guess, general public knows that either. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the only thing is, I guess you could say is both Black Widow and Hawkeye went on their mission together and only Hawkeye came back. So um, I think like they're just like basing that that concept of who killed who on the idea of process of elimination. But 
I, like, I understand or, what you're saying. Yeah, they wouldn't even know that Hawkeye killed her because one just left and came back. She could have tripped and fell off that mountain. Uh, she could have sneezed and fell off that mountain. Uh, she could have yelled at Hawkeye and an avalanche happened. There's a lot of things. <laughs> but I guess that means we're going to be seeing Yelena in Hawkeye, the series. I guess yes. it's safe to assume that. Yes, we will. Um, and I guess what I hope is happening with uh, De Fontaine is that maybe we're she's just slowly but surely setting up the Thunderbolts. Maybe. Um, which is something I would really like to see. I yeah. have no evidence of this, but I would much rather see the Thunderbolts than the Young Avengers, which is another thing that's rumored to be swirling around, um, or the New Avengers even. Give me a Thunderbolts movie or show. Yeah. Jeff's um, kiss. I, I will say this. This Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, um, in the comics... She event, she infiltrated Hydra and assumed the identity of Madame Hydra. So I don't necessarily know if she's a Hydra person in the MCU, but I mean, she might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think of Taskmaster? Um, okay. Honestly, to me, everything was great about Taskmaster until we found out who it was. And then okay. I was immediately pissed off immediately upset because it called it basically like took um ot fagenbendel whatever his his character what'd rick you just mason say? OT what'd you just say fagenbendel what hold on let me look it up ot fag <laughs> what fagbenly fagbenly how do you pronounce Correct. OT? Fed? Corrections department might have to tell you how to pronounce that name. Now I don't know how to pronounce it, but it certainly it sounds like you're saying something else. <laughs> <laughs> how do you pronounce OT? Fagbenly. OT Fagbenly. I was right. OT Fagbenly. All right. All right. Unfortunate last name for that guy. Yeah. Anyways, he plays Rick Mason, and the entire time watching this movie, like everything sort of points to him being the taskmaster and, and uh, especially since like he's, he knows Natasha, he knows where she's going to be. He's the one like who um, fills up her uh, RV with juice with like fuel or whatever that, but just Mm -hmm. enough that it would go out at a certain time, which just so happens to be when taskmaster attacks, like everything was lining up for him to be taskmaster. And then he's, just basically Marvel's red herring, which Marvel is doing a lot of this these days. And I'm really not happy about it. Marvel is really trying to like, um, skirt expectations and, and, and mislead people, uh, intentionally. And Rick Mason just ends up being a guy who just like find gets stuff for, for people. Like the heart, he finds he's a character things. that has never been in any other movies. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. he's here. He's such a throwaway character now when he could have been so much more, but there's really would have been no reason for him to be taskmaster. Like other than just to propel the plot along. Um, but I didn't suspect him in the slightest. And the reason why is because I went two weeks without, seeing this movie and if you go two weeks without seeing any sort of marvel thing eventually 
you're going to start hearing some stuff. And so I, I, while I didn't get spoiled on Taskmaster's identity, I did hear things or see things where it's like, what are the worst plot twists in Marvel? Uh, the Mandarin, uh, Taskmaster. There were a couple other ones too. Yeah. But people put like Taskmaster on it and I was like, uh-oh. I was like, something, something's going to happen and people aren't going to be happy about it. So that's why I never thought him. Because I was like, it can't. that's not a dumb decision if he's Taskmaster, I thought. So I was like, Some, <laughs> something's going to go on with Taskmaster. I see. Yeah. I mean, the re- clearly, to me, the reason why they made uh, Drakov's daughter uh, Taskmaster was so that... Uh, Some personal connection. Well, yeah, for personal connection, but also because of this whole Budapest uh, storyline that we keep hearing about and hearing about and hearing about throughout all of the the MCU, and we finally get to see a glimpse of it in Black Widow. I thought we were going to get a hell of a lot more uh, in this movie, but we barely did. But what we did see was Natasha um, uh, sort of basically uh, calling for the explosion of a building that Drakov was in, Knowing that Drakov's daughter showed up and was in the office with him and still calling for the explosion of the building. So she was looking at him at the daughter as, you know, acceptable collateral damage. But I don't think Disney or Marvel was willing to allow for their heroine character, Black uh, Black Widow, to legit have killed a girl, <laughs> killed a child deliberately, like in cold blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. I so like there clearly the storyline had to find a way to basically resurrect not only Drakov but also her daughter, her his daughter, um, so that there's no you know there's no um, that that red in her ledger doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, um, I didn't like roll my eyes at it, but I was like, mm, no, no. No, it's like that's that's mainly my attitude towards it. I was like, no, no. Like my son, when I ask him, do you want to take medicine? And he goes, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Same thing. Um, yeah, I was not. Because I really like Taskmaster as a bad Me guy. Too. I think Taskmaster is a really unique character. Um, and I was like, oh, man, if they do the Thunderbolts, Taskmaster can be in there, too. This is going to be great. And, of course, obviously, they they... They didn't ki- effectively kill the Taskmaster, but they practically killed the Taskmaster. Uh, I, would I mean, be the only thing that, really that would be interesting, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it, if they found a way to basically, now that they've introduced Taskmaster from Drakov's daughter, if they can apply how she was basically like plugged in, like she, she had like, she was installed with all of these abilities, right? Like, um, through like the chip in the back of her head, they could use that going forward and it could be somebody else. Taskmaster could be. Yeah. Um, um, maybe like that, the identity occupied by somebody else, uh, going forward. And I think that that could be a, a way that they do that because it's really just software in someone's head. That's, that's allowing them to have this mimicry. So, yeah. So it's a whole it's a whole other Ralph Boner situation. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, oh, you really liked this other idea? We thought, oh, well, well, he might he might be from the the Fox universe. He might be. You don't know. A Taskmaster <laughs> might come back. You don't know. Um, anyway, I don't really anticipate myself watching this movie again, um, unless I'm doing like a rewatch of the MCU, which I'll probably do when my son is a little older. Um, 
But until then, this will just go on the list of uh, where does Rob rank the MCU movies. And eventually, when uh, maybe when Phase 4 is finished, let's do a re-ranking. We'll do another episode re-ranking everything from 1 to 4. I like we'll that. See how that goes. Um, um, real quick one, Rob. Question for you. Do you th- think that this movie works better post Endgame, or do you think this movie would have worked better disregarding the end credit scene? Right, um, would have worked better had it fit more closely into the chronology of the MCU. I think like, I probably would have enjoyed watching it if it had come out earlier. Yeah, I think so because the the problem that Marvel has, or at least in my opinion, is from Civil War onward. And this applies to the movies previous to that, but I'm mainly focusing on Civil War onward. In my opinion, each movie is just better than the last. Better than the last. Better than the last. And yeah, I'm, I'm, even, I'm even applying that to Ant-Man. Because Ant-Man 2 is better than Ant-Man 1. So I'm gonna oh, agreed. Say, I'm going to yeah. say that. Um, but this, this felt like it would have been a nice follow-up to after Civil War, before we got into all the other stuff. Black Panther, Spider-Man, all that, you know? Right. So, yeah, I think I would have probably enjoyed it a little bit more if I'd seen it earlier. And it could have it could have even had the exact same uh, end credit stinger. And you'd be like, Hawkeye kill, Hawkeye kill, Black Widow, what? And then that <laughs> doesn't pay off until Endgame. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Like... That have been like you would have had like eight or nine movies. You're like, what about Hawkeye killing Black Widow? <laughs> and then it happens, and you're like, oh, he didn't actually kill her. Like, I still would have liked that. I still think that would have been okay. Do you think Yelena was snapped? I don't know. I mean, I I, I have. N- I can't think of a preference if she was or she wasn't because she just has been a relevant character anyway. Yeah. Um, if she hasn't shown up before before Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, so let's say, yeah, well, she was snapped. Because I just think to myself, like, it's kind of, I mean, it's not that weird that she didn't show up to the endgame battle, but it is kind of weird. Like, if she, by this point, like, she would want to probably avenge black widow and help out i don't i don't know to me it seems strange that she wasn't in endgame helping out at the end for the the final battle but i guess probably just because she wouldn't have known black widow died that's true even if she was around because as soon as everybody comes back the world went to shit (laughs) that's right so she wouldn't have known and they didn't do a like any kind of funeral for her that we saw uh so yeah you're right hulk's just throwing benches into the lake (laughs) yeah so i think all in all it was a decent movie but it wasn't a great movie um it seemed out of place uh for the timeline of of just stuff and there were elements that just seemed kind of dumb like for instance drakov has this pheromone thing well can can she just not back up a few steps and not be like within smelling distance of him? Like, could she not just like shoot a rocket launcher from the corner of the room or something like that? Like, does she have to be next to him? Maybe it's once you smell it, it's been, it's like, eh, it's in you and you can't smell no more. Once you break your own nose. Yeah. But then, so like, 
So like throw a grenade into the office. Like you don't have to stand up next to him and like have a whole conversation. Like it was just strange to me that she had to go like that far and she already knew it. Like we found out afterwards that she and Melina, Melina, is that her name? Sure. I think so. Uh, the Rachel Vice's character. I think Um, it's, um, think of like, think of the pig. She told the pig to stop breathing. Obviously the pig knows it needs to breathe, but it's not doing it. So it's probably the same thing. I know I could walk around over here and just do it, but I'm already mind controlled by you. So I can't just walk to the other side of the room and throw a grenade. Yeah. But I mean, what I'm saying is she wasn't mind controlled and she only was once she got it within pheromone smell. So like either he's pumping it throughout the entire room or, you know, she allowed herself to get close knowing that she was still going to have to break her nose. Like, you know what I mean? Like she could have kept a distance, not been in pheromone. Like I can't smell you wonder Rob. You know what I mean? Like, no, she did what the latter is what it was. She did get close on purpose knowing this would happen because she needed to figure out how he controlled the system. So she needed to see. see the key. She needed to see how it happened. So I instead see. of just throw it, stepping into the other room and being like, Kobe, <laughs> <laughs> she had, she had to get that as she's black widow. She's like, yeah, I'll break my fucking nose. I don't give it. I don't give it F. You think I got a boyfriend? No. <laughs> and she, and she broke her own nose. Um, also the, the skydiving scene at the end, how uh-huh. long were they falling? Like, <laughs> Um, cause, cause like skydiving when you're up there, like from what I've talked to people who have skydived, it's like you're, you're in the air for me, like 45 seconds, but yet this I've, scene is taking yeah. place over minutes. Like it couldn't have been that high in the sky. I've so only I, been skydiving once and I free fell for 30 seconds. And then I don't remember how long it took me to get to the ground once the parachute happened, but it was at least a minute. Well, right, but that you had a parachute, like yeah. Black Widow and stuff. Like they weren't doing parachutes; they were just you know free falling, and they were they were like hanging on to debris, but debris is still falling at the same rate. Like it, t- it was just like it was yeah. a really cool moment, but it just didn't seem very real. And this this movie was supposed to be sort of like a grounded uh, Marvel movie, and it just oh, there's plenty of stuff uh, that's not real in this, like. Uh, helicopter, the, the bullets are hitting the helicopter. Nobody's dying. Uh, swing me hang me off the helicopter put me into this prison nobody's gonna get me okay come on out we're leaving yeah yeah (laughs) there's a lot that wasn't real in this movie like uh yelena can kill drakov by you know messing with his helicopter but isn't she within pheromone smelling distance at this point like i don't (laughs) don't know how this works i guess the argument is uh helicopter blades are blowing the pheromone away (laughs) so I don't know. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm not going to watch it again <laughs> until I rewatch the movies. It wasn't terrible. It kept my interest, but it wasn't like it didn't blow me away. So I'll give it that. But good solo adding for uh, Black Widow. I'll give yeah. her that. Now, running out of time. We got to jam this in. That's what she said. Loki. Shaf. Loki yes. wrapped up. We talked about the first episode a few episodes back, but we've been faithfully watching Loki every Wednesday for the last six weeks or yeah, six weeks or so. And it's wrapped up. So let's uh let's just let's talk about the uh the elephant in the room, Shaf. There's a gentleman known as Kang the Conqueror, who I didn't think was gonna show up in this. I had high hopes, but I also was trying to kind of 
lower my expectations because of WandaVision, because of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They had already taught me, don't over theorize, Jimmy. Don't do that. Yeah, you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, I it wasn't a disappointed thing, but I was like, this they're just taking its own course. The show's never gonna be as good as you want it to be if you're just writing the show yourself. Yeah. So I was like, don't even think about it. It's gonna be King Loki at the end. It's gonna be the Loki that lasted further than anybody even though that's kind of silly in my opinion that's what's gonna happen and we're gonna accept it and then we're gonna move on but no marvel was like oh you want oh you want can you want multiverse oh here you go baby serve it up <laughs> on a silver platter um and i've seen people online who are not uh, keep in mind this is a minority of people but People who aren't happy that it's King to Conquer because they were like, they sure him in. It doesn't make sense. Why would it be King? This is a Loki story. It's the same as Palpatine in the last Star Wars. Which I don't necessarily agree with. <laughs> um, but I was pretty shocked. But in a good way that they ended up doing it. Especially since they never call him King. But they the, the one who... Um, remains i think is what they called him um he 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 who remains he who remains and he says i've been called everything a conqueror and i was like oh shit but yeah also we already knew who he was playing because this casting has been confirmed for like a year now yeah yeah so as soon as i saw him i was like oh shit they're doing it they're doing it peter (laughs) they're doing it what's interesting though is he was first cast in this show and it was because of his performance in this show that Marvel ended up casting him as the villain for Ant-Man and, uh, and the Wasp Quantumania or whatever. Is that like, true? Yeah. That's the craziest thing. Like, th- this was actually what he auditioned for. And his portrayal was strong, like, strong enough. And, like, what he did with it was enough. They were, like, blown away. And they were like, we need to have this guy. Make him the main bad guy in Ant-Man. Put him with Paul Rudd. <laughs> this is... This is a fire in a bottle. This Can is I what just we say, need. this guy blew me away. This guy's performance as He Who Remains. I so I woke up super early because I was already I was on vacation when this uh, episode debuted, and I was like, I'm not going to miss it. I don't care if I'm on vacation. I'm going to watch this somehow. And so I I like snuck out of bed. Uh, Emily was in bed with us because we didn't have the crib or anything, so she was she was sandwiched between myself and. And, uh, and Sarah, I, I very carefully got myself out of bed. I sat down on the couch nearby, put on my earbuds and I watched this and I was sitting in my underwear watching this scene <laughs> and hard as a rock, hard as <laughs> poking through the little flap. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy just, I, it was like a masterclass. I, I, there was moments where I caught my mouth. I was like, I was just like jaw dropped. This guy is so engaging. He was I was so invested in every single thing he was doing, every inflection, every like behavioral idiosyncrasy and tick that he was doing, the way he was eating his apple, like the whole thing was he was acting circles around everyone in the entire MCU. This guy is a freaking genius. I, Which, I it's a real so testament impressed. to his ability because yeah. All this was, if you think about it, it was just an episode where three actors are standing around talking to each other. Yeah. That's all the episode was. 
there it's was not, there was no action. There was nothing really happening. It's just story and beats and character relations, which is a lot of what Loki was. It's true. Um, a lot of what Falcon and Winter Soldier was, probably because of COVID. Um, anyway, neither here nor there, but circling back to what you're saying, yeah, his performance was so captivating that despite the fact that it's just a, uh, a show where three people are standing in a room talking to each other, I was... I had my head in my hands, resting my sh- my elbows on my legs. I was like leaning into the TV. Yeah. I was like, if I get closer to it, it'll the images and sounds will hit me faster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to get it. Like I was just sucked into it as so- soon as he opened his mouth. Yeah, I was like, oh boy. Um, so I'm really really intrigued, especially that last when. When uh, Sylvie killed him, and he was saying, um, the, "They're coming. see you real soon." Yeah, see you real soon. And I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "We're gonna, whoo, this is gonna be good, man." That Marvel just give me everything I want. They're just like, "Yeah, we were teasing it in Wandavision, but here you go. We know you want this." Yeah, multiverse. yeah, served on a silver platter. Now, um, I, I attached an article to our agenda because um, we're talking about. Uh, Kang or he who remains right now. And a lot of people were like, well, is he Kang or is he, he who remains? Like, is he Immortus? Like which version of all the same character, but it's different characters. Right. So, um, the showrunner, uh, what is her name? I, Katie, Kate Heron, Kate Heron. Uh, she said that, um, he who remains is, uh, different to the he who remains in the comics. He's closer to Immortus, but he's a unique character for our story. Uh, but Kang, the actual King of the Conqueror, King of the Conqueror is a variant of that character. So the Kang that we are going to see in Quantumania is not this character, but a, a variant of this character, a one who's not so pure of heart, as he says. Um, and just seeing the depth and the range that Jonathan, uh, is it major Jonathan majors, mm-hmm. um, that he has, Oh my God, I'm so excited for this. And the best part is that he could show up anywhere. They could, this is the perfect bad guy. He can show up literally anywhere. You kill him. Doesn't matter. He's back. You kill him. Doesn't matter. He's back. He could show up in multiverse of madness, Spider-Man, Thor, the Marvels. It doesn't matter. Because he's just a dude from the future with future technology. He can just... I got so excited I just spit all over the place. Good thing this is an <laughs> audio-only podcast. Uh, it's just... It's the perfect bad guy. And since they they cut open the doors to the multiverse, they can never shut it. <laughs> he can just come back anytime now. I love it. I think it's going to be an amazing... I think... I think if they played their cards right, I don't know if this is what they're really going to do, but if they play their cards right, it could be another Thanos-type villain. Oh, for, yeah. For years of the MCU. Absolutely. And yeah, I think it's going to be good. I, I was really, really impressed with him. Um, what I was not impressed with was Loki kissing Sylvie. You didn't You didn't want that? No, because... <sighs> isn't it, isn't it a, such a Loki thing to do, though, to fall in love with yourself? Yeah, like, it is. So... I'm on two sides of the fence here. So I don't think that inherently every boy protagonist and girl protagonist need to fall in love. Because they seem to do that a lot. Not just Marvel, but a lot of things. Um, But on the other side, it is Loki such a narcissist 
<laughs> that obviously he, who a character who's never been in love with anybody, finds a female version of himself. He's like, ooh, yeah, ooh. Well, she is pretty um, hot. I mean, I'm not gonna not gonna lie. She yeah, she's not unattractive. I'll give her that. Um, did you see? She had uh, she was pregnant or no 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 she was um she had just given birth to a child and they had to make a special outfit for her so she could breastfeed. I thought that was so interesting. It was really um, cool. She had these breastplates that could be removed so she could easily. It was really fascinating. Very cool. I showed uh, Sarah that she thought that was really cool because she's a very strong uh, proponent of of breastfeeding and uh, to see that Marvel had taken those steps from a costume perspective to make it uh, accommodating. When most people are always talking about, oh, the costume, it's too tight. It's really uncomfortable to wear. I couldn't go to the bathroom in it. And and she's actually saying the opposite, and she can breastfeed her baby. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Um, what about the – let's talk about the other Loki variants. So we yes. got one episode with several Loki variants. You got uh, classic Loki. Um, yep. You got kid Loki. Boast, boastful Loki. Boastful Loki. Loki. Uh, alligator Loki or Crocodile <laughs> yeah. Loki. I don't know the difference. Um, uh, alligator, but I don't know the difference either. <laughs> President Loki. Uh, and then a, lo- a lot of variants of Loki that look nothing like Loki, but we're all Lokis. That episode I really liked. Yeah. Uh, I really like, what's what's Rupert Grant? Is that his name? Are you talking about who played classic Loki? Yeah. Richard Grant. Richard Grant. I'm not super familiar with him. He's like one of those, oh, it's that guy actors yeah. for me anyway. But man, I was really impressed with him. Like especially Absolutely. at the end when he was just like, I'm going to I'm going to help you guys. Like that guy, he's a classically trained actor. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, and he's screaming, "Glorious purpose." Yeah. <laughs> that guy, he did a really good job, man. I'm sad we're only getting one little thing of him. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. But man, I that episode in particular was just chock full of Easter eggs. So you had the Thanos copter, which I never thought they would put in an MCU. <laughs> that was wild. I was like, what? <laughs> Whoa. My wife there was, was like, a, what? I was like, it's yeah. a thing. It's a meme. Yeah, it's a real thing. Um, there was a, a sanctum, sanctorum, uh, that was yeah. like an abandoned, like ruin looking one. There was uh, the living tribunal, uh, like a decapitated. Yeah. When they uh, saw, oh, statue. when I saw that, I was like, oh man, living tribunal confirmed for the MCU. I would love it if they just go wilder and more out there with what's in these movies. Oh man. <laughs> like, well, it seems like they continue to go more and more cosmic. Like it seems like nothing is off the table at this point. Yeah. Um, um, of course, Frog Thor. You got a little yep. Frog Thor. We got which uh, Chris Hemsworth recorded a, a short snippet for that, uh, which I thought I was really that, funny. I hope that they reveal like some of those deleted scenes that they provide them somehow. Disney doesn't do that very often, especially with Marvel movies. But it would be really cool to see the, that stuff, especially that content. Yeah, uh, there was Avengers Tower, but had. It had Kang's name on it, but it wasn't Kang. It was an alternate version of Kang. Or it was a it was Q E N G Kang Corporation, yeah, which was, right. um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was owned by a gentleman by the name of Mr. Griffin, and Mr. Griffin is. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, no, uh, Mr. Griffin is actually K- Kang the Conqueror um, as well. He's another variant. So that was like that was another like Kang reference where there was you know we've got Ravona uh, in in this thing. We've got the the timekeepers looking like Kang the Conqueror, um, and actually by the end of the of the show legitimately being King the Conqueror. Um, there's just, there were so many references sprinkled throughout the series. There was of, stuff everywhere. There was a giant, um, sorry, I don't mean to talk over you. There's a, no, there was a giant, um, yellow jacket helmet. Yes. Yes. That's right. That one I spotted right away. And I was like, Oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cause he's supposed to be back in quantum It's true. Um, there was also a helicarrier. Mm hmm. Uh, in that as well. Um, I wish I had a list. I'm trying to just remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Didn't think ahead, but that's okay. That's why you love Geek So To Speak podcast. But no, that that was a, a really fun episode to watch. Like, I really liked everything I was seeing in that episode. Um, overall, I think Loki was my favorite of the Disney Plus series. Oh, I'm right there with you. Absolutely. I actually have Loki. I was looking at my rankings. I have Loki in the top five of the entire MCU. Yeah, it was it was real good. I think it might be, if it's not in the top five, it's definitely in the top ten for me. I'm I, Man, I might go back and do, redo the list for fun. Um, trying to think if I had any sort of negative things about the show. There's nothing really negative about Loki that I can think Um, of. The only thing that I can think of that I was wishing to know more of, and obviously, um, as we said, spoiler alert, but, uh, we, the end credits, if there really was one for the Loki season one, was that Loki season two is going to happen. So we are going to get another season of Loki, which will pick things up for characters. Um, I mean, for instance, Sylvie was left on that, in that castle, at the end of um, episode six, Ravona Renslayer went into that portal saying she was uh, seeking good uh, free will um, mm-hmm. based on f- a folder that was given to her by Miss um, Minutes, who was told to give it to her by likely he who remains. Um, I mean, the fact oh, that yeah. Ravona, yeah, uh-huh. the fact that Ravona Renslayer was even in this show that also leaned heavily into the idea that King was involved in some way or shape or form because they're romantically involved in the comics and you can't really have one without the other. So, mm-hmm. um, the question I had like was they left her ending so open ended and it, it was, I was like really wishing I could have found out more about what was happening yeah. for her. So, and that you un- inadvertently reminded me. So, Loki gets ejected from the room with Sylvie and Kang, and then he runs and finds uh, Mobius. And of course, Mobius doesn't know who he is. He's like, "Do you work here? Like, you should report somewhere else." And you know, you see a giant statue of Kang in the background. So he he got sent to obviously a timeline where everything's different. And I'd post this question to you. Do you feel like it's like him traveling to this alternate universe that he's in now all of a sudden where nobody knows who Loki is. So maybe Lokis don't exist in this universe uh, because the whole 
premise was is that they've been hunting Lokis the entire time and they don't recognize him. So I guess mm. Lokis don't exist. But anyway, that it's back to the future rules where uh, Marty accidentally runs over one of the pines and now Twin Pines is Lone Pine. <laughs> or Loki or Kang went back and changed stuff. It it just make it makes my brain hurt. <laughs> Trying to think um, about what yeah. what's the reasoning behind Loki being ejected from the room and all of a sudden nobody knows who Loki is. Well, to, well the way I interpreted it is that did he get sent multi- to a different multiverse? That's what I mean. That's what like, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think he's in a different like parallel verse um, where, like you said, King the Conqueror did conquer and is in control of the TVA. And, um, uh, and yeah, and that's why they don't recognize him. Yeah. If he ended up in the same one, uh, that he started from, then yeah, he, then they would have recognized him and everything else. So I think yeah. at this point now there's just like an infinite, probably amount of, of, uh, verses out there that he ended up and he ended up in one of them that was not the one he started in. So, yeah. so they said in Endgame, it's not back to the future rules. Like she, Nebula got killed, but in in the past, but that didn't kill Nebula in this timeline. The simple fact that you went, you veered off and did this just created a new timeline. Separate, right. Right. You know? um, so I'm curious to see how they do that. I also read something that I thought was interesting. I don't know how true it is, but that Loki was actually supposed to be a 12 episode series, but due to COVID, they cut it to six, which is why they already have a season two because they had six other episodes Oh, wow. Not filmed, but ready and set to go. Like, they had the story continued. And again, okay. I don't know how how serious or not serious that is, because WandaVision obviously isn't a, a show that's formatted to have another season. They couldn't... It would be the exact same show again if they did another season. Uh, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, same thing. So I'm curious... I don't know how legitimate that argument is, but it's just something I read. Yeah. Uh, so take that with a grain of salt, everybody. Uh, but I mean, Loki, I was super duper impressed with that show. They, I was in hook, line and sinker from top to bottom. Oh, that absolutely. Show. Whereas like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I enjoyed it for what it was, but like the first episode was kind of slow you know, and it got better as it went, but man, this one, whew, I was in it to win it from top to bottom, man. <laughs> Looking forward to more, more like it. Um, so, um, I don't know if you've tried this one to Rob, but apparently you can sync up the 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 final episodes, the last uh, moments of Loki, uh, sees, uh, episode six, and, and the last episode of WandaVision. They actually sync up. So uh, in the same moment that Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. he who remains says to the two Lokis, um, we just crossed the threshold. Both of these events happen at exactly 27 minutes and 55 minutes seconds into their respective episodes and then Mm. seconds later it happens again just as agatha hits the ground in wandavision at the 28 uh, minute and 14 second mark he who remains drops something on his desk and it's just so precise that it's hard to believe that it's a coincidence Uh, they've got some videos on youtube uh showing it it's pretty wild um i don't know if wanda i'm sorry not wanda i don't know if marvel intended this but it's it seems kind of hard to not intend it. Well, it seems like half and half. Like the first one, the the Wanda becoming Scarlet Witch and 
and the the King to Conqueror quote, I'm like, oh, okay, that that's cool. But then Agatha hitting the ground and King dropping something that that feels more like a coincidence <laughs> to me. Uh, but the first one, not so much. So that's really interesting. I didn't know that. Hmm. Um, another thing you might not have known is that during the assembled, the making of Loki. There's a blink and you'll miss it shot of a whiteboard where some of the plans for the series were explored by the show writers. And one of the, uh, <laughs> one of the plans included, uh, basically a numbered list of a montage that, and some stuff that didn't appear in the show. The list included Loki visiting different time periods, doing crazy mischief, AKA sex, and then pivoting to taking power and collecting the infinity stones. So there was uh. apparently some, deleted scenes where he was just having sex like with a bunch of different people um especially They're since like, he's gender fluid it would have been obviously any and all genders um and bisexual and, they're like who cares it's fucking everybody <laughs> <laughs> but it's disney plus right yeah disney exactly <laughs> that's too bad loki going after the infinity stones i thought would be an interesting thing is him just going to that cabinet where that had all the infinity stones and then him just like, bye. And <laughs> just like having fun. I thought that would have been interesting too. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed the show. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where they take this storyline next. We'll find out in Spider-Man no way home. And we'll find out more in Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, if not in anything else, but probably not till those, till those movies, I guess. Uh, but yeah, great. It's great. And you know what else is great? You, listener, you're great for sticking with us all the way to the end of this episode. We appreciate it. If you're not already subscribed, hit subscribe, whatever platform it is you're listening to us on, because Geek, so to speak, except for when we're on hiatus, taking vacations or Christmas or something like that, we are your geek news source every single week. So don't forget to subscribe. And... I'm going to say it again, Shaw. Find us on YouTube, Geek So To Speak Podcast on YouTube, because we're putting out that quality content, those Let's Plays on YouTube. You definitely want to find us there. If you're of the mindset, I love Geek So To Speak Podcast. I love their YouTube page. I love other Geek So To Speak social medias, but I wish I could find them and follow them personally as individuals. Well, do I have news for you? You can find my best friend, Shaf, on Instagram and Facebook at ShafVO. That's S-H-O-F-F. V as in voice, O as in over, because maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Shaf is a hot, aspiring voice actor whose career you <laughs> want to keep an eye on. So find him at ShafVO. You can find me, WonderRob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B, on Twitter and Instagram. You can find our corrections department, Darth, no, it's not Darth Vibbert, Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so yeah, give us all a follow, a like, a subscribe, because how else is our existence supposed to be validated, right? Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. Um, we're going to be back at you next week with more geek content. What are we going to review, you ask? Well, I'm going to leave that a surprise because I don't like to spoil things. It's not because I don't know what we're going to talk about <laughs> next week. It's because <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you, and that's the story I'm sticking with. Any last words, Shaw? Uh, Loki's amazing. Black Widow is okay. That's all I got. That, fair enough. All right. Uh, cue the outro music, Shaf. Say the catchphrase. <laughs> All right, Wonder Rob. Well, fellow geeks, we will see you next week 
Same Geek Time. Same Geek Channel. <laughs> it was weird when I said Same Geek Channel. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Good. It's fine. You guys are fucking lame. Um, whose episode is this? We fucked on stage. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's mine. We fucked on stage, but nobody recorded now. (laughs) So there's no proof that we ever did it to each other now. (laughs) But it's a memory burned into our brains. One of the most confusing boners in our lives. Just because we did it doesn't mean that we're gay. And we made sure we both received because we wanted to be equal partners. <laughs> we're both givers, but we're both also takers. We're basically verses in the, you know, the things. That's what we would be if we made a scruff profile. We put ourselves as verse. What? <laughs> if you, funny, you know, you know a lot about this stuff, Shop. <laughs> I was just riffing. But uh, okay, let's. Riff. That was my Kermit the Frog. <laughs> um, you know plenty uh, about this. 